0: Now, for the best two hours in radio, it's time for the Varsity Radio Show. Here's your host, Seth Henniger.
1: Man, we are so excited to have you here with us on the Varsity Radio Show, 88.5 JFM. Like the thing just said, the best two hours of radio. uh, And what makes every show super fantastic, great, I believe great, is... The people in this room i get to work with the coolest people ever and so today i have somebody new with me i absolutely have enjoyed being with him and i think you will too my friend matthew malone
2: hello everybody man it is such an honor to be on this show today i'm excited for what the lord has in planned
1: yeah and matt is is so cool he sounds like carl malone from the salt <laughs> lake city the utah right the I can't even remember, but I remember Carl Malone playing Michael Jordan in the 90s. But hey, also in the studio, I say also, that's always a bad word. I need to come up with a new one because we have the greatest radio producer of all time. I I introduced Matt. I said, this guy makes it happen. He's the stuff. We call him the Willy Wonka of radio because little Oompa Loompas running around behind his desk over there. If you don't believe us, come on to our Facebook Live and you still won't see them, Uh, but they're there, okay? So anyway, our friend, our
3: producer, he's going in the Hall of Fame one day, I'm convinced, Steven Spiegel! What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a great day so far. Got a great show lined up for you. Yeah, it's going to be really good.
1: We got Douglas Eagles are going to be here. Uh, it's gonna be really fantastic to have them. Uh, like I said, I get to hang out with Matthew Malone, also related to Carl Malone. Uh, and uh, we're gonna have some fun. So let's get started with some fun stuff. I call this Meme of the Week.
0: Memes of the Week.
1: Alright, this is fantastic because this is so true. I want you to comment on this, Steven, if you feel this way. There's a picture of a girl looking out the window and it says, this pitch blackout. What? time is it is it midnight it feels like midnight and somebody looks at her and says no it's five yeah, twenty-seven, right
3: it's have, crazy have y'all felt this way i've is never it, felt so rested in all my life because i keep going to bed earlier and earlier because of this time change is crazy messing with me yeah
1: i tell you what sunday we had something sunday night and so like i did not feel the effects of it till last night and then i'm like it's time to put the kids down because it was dark mm-hmm. outside it was five o'clock i'm like come on <laughs> you've been there matt yes yeah yes and this there's two kinds of people in this world there's people who've already started selling, celebrating christmas like the day that midnight hit mid i mean mm-hmm. uh halloween hit midnight mm-hmm. and then there's people who get mad at those people where do you fall in that?
2: Well, I'll definitely tell you that we have Christmas stuff up in our house. Already. Currently. Right now. Not the tree, okay. but we have decorations. Now,
1: Stephen, I've never asked you this. How, how do you fit on that little bar?
3: Uh, I like to wait as long as possible. Long as <laughs> possible? Why? What uh, is it's because I don't like putting the tree up. I don't, you know, my wife loves it. My daughter and loves it. But me, solid. not so much.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. I totally get that. It's just not high up on my priority list. So this meme speaks to what I just said. There's a seagull, and it says October 31st, and his head cranks back as far as it humanly possibly can on November 1st. It says, just! And then forward. Yep. Hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring-ting-tingling to, <laughs> right?
2: Yes. It's Elf. Yes.
1: If Elf were a person, it'd be that bird. Uh, and then there's this one. Uh, it's got the Grinch. It says, Can we listen to something other than Christmas music? Grinch <laughs> turns around, stops the car, opens the door, pushes the person out. This is that. not a good suggestion. No. I've seen this meme so many times, <laughs> just different ways. But that's hilarious. And then and then there's people like Steven. People like Stephen. You want
2: to read that one right here? Explain what we're looking at. Here's a picture of my Christmas tree. Okay. It's still in the shed because it's November.
1: Is that you, Stephen?
2: No, oh,
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: As long as possible. Oh, so, yeah.
1: I saw that. I said two sides. And then there's this with the dog with the tree in the back. It said, thank goodness you're home. The Christmas tree has fainted. Wow. Wow. That's funny. And then I would like to stay how I want my kids to treat me this year. And it says Christmas 2022. You want more presents, you go colder. You want fewer presents, you make it hotter. And that this is how it should be in our church office also. I, I like, like to state that. And, and yes. for kids, is it this way at your house, Stephen? Are you usually the hot one? Yeah,
3: usually. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So you have to get on to Gracie and the uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Grace doesn't
3: usually mess with the thermostat. That's My wife, good. on the other hand, she has her own little space heater. So she's good whenever. Okay. She's usually okay. using that space heater year-round. So. Did you hear that? That's, yeah. called,
1: that's called being married for a while. Figuring things out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Hold your horses. This guy's literally holding his horse. I had to add that. That's so good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So good. Hey, i tell you what else is fantastic. And my friend Matthew, he got to experience it. I think for the first time, the Char Burger.
2: Was great.
1: Home of the famous Char Girl Wildcat Burger, which you had.
2: Yes. And yes. delicious. It was very good. Yeah. Very good.
1: Philly cheesesteaks, Jumbo Crispy Onion Rings. Uh, Fantastic place. They're open from 7 to 3. And then B and B video games. I've been spending a good bit of time here lately. I love B and B. They have a video game retail store in the front. They have a 80 cell arcade. Have you ever been? Never. It's a great youth outing. You know why? Because you pay once mm-hmm. and you play as long as you want without. You don't remember this because you're young. But me and Steven had to carry a pocket full of quarters. And you don't have to do that when you go to B&B. You just pay once and you play all day. Wow. 50 arcade games. Fantastic. B&B video games. Hey, we're going to take a quick musical break before we bring in Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Join us over on the Facebook Live now. Check us out. I don't know if you've noticed this, but every year... Every year it seems like they put out Christmas earlier and earlier. Yes. And I I'll be honest, I you know, I'm not Steven. I, I kinda want the Christmas up now. But at the same time I was blown away that it was September and I was seeing Christmas start coming up in Walmart, right? They're mm-hmm. they're like the outlier of when Christmas should start, yeah. apparently. And we had Christmas and Thanksgiving and Halloween.
3: What is up with that, Stephen? <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard Costco already has their 4th of July stuff out. No! So, you know. Okay. That's sacrilegious. Getting yeah. ahead of it, you know. Yeah. like Yeah.
1: The best solution I saw to this, Matthew, is people like who want to keep their Christmas tree up all year okay. long. Yeah. And they just dress out their Christ. Have you seen this, Stephen? They dress out their
3: Christmas tree yeah. based on the holiday. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Be That's, a Valentine's tree. It can be a Fourth of July right? tree. Yeah, I've seen it. That's semi semi genius. if you I really like Christ- those people who have like five Christmas trees around their house. That's I know some people like that.
1: You know, well, my mom has three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and they've been multiplying. I don't know what's <laughs> happening at the mm-hmm. house, but they've multiplied over the years. And uh, she has one that she does. You know, with the main one, and she mm-hmm. does in like gold and silver, and in uh, white, which is beautiful, and then she's got one that she does red, red bird. Mm-hmm. It's a red bird tree, so she put red bird ornaments, everything on it, and then she's got one with all the ornaments from me and my brother's childhood, and so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's neat. My mom's house looks like a Hallmark movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You, generally, every is she one that,
2: that keeps the tree up all year? No. Okay.
1: No. No, this is my mom. She breaks my heart. So Christmas, this is this is how it was in my house. So you put the tree up mm-hmm. around Thanksgiving, right? Well, now she does before cuz the whole family comes over and she wants it up then. Mm-hmm. She puts the Christmas trees up. Beautiful house. On Christmas day we open presents. And as soon as the presents are open, she goes into this mode. Okay, take it down. Can we not have a little <laughs> nostalgia, please? Just uh, it's Christmas day. Please, can we make it to the 26 with the tree up? Right, right.
2: Yes. Now I will say, <laughs> I will say, after it's over, if you're, if, you're I ready. if I don't get to it, like at least within like two days, it's gonna be like two weeks. So it's gotta get. That's done. true. It's Matthew. gotta get done. But that, yeah, little, little now, soon. Matthew.
1: That's true. I will. I will say that's true because me and my mom <laughs> find ourselves there in January, like. Hey, it's still up. I guess we need to get it down. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and now we have two trees.
2: Funny story. So my church, we actually, you know, in 2020 due to COVID, we did not have a Christmas play. Our church is huge on doing Christmas plays. Right. And so we had to not do that during Christmas time in 2020. However, in the new years, things started to kind of clear up a little bit and we brought Christmas into the new year. How'd that go? It it went pretty well, actually, but I thought it was so unique that we brought Christmas in January. Yeah. We did. It was very interesting.
1: I've never had a year like 2020 where I wanted it to be over so bad. I don't. I don't know what it was. (laughs) It's a rough year.
2: I think a lot of things. A lot of good things though have come out of that year. I do too. You know. I do
1: too. I I think it was
2: that year though. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for COVID. Actually, truly, because I was set in in college, and because of it, I had to come here if it wasn't for those things lining up i would never have become a youth pastor because i would have been going on another route completely different it's and kind of a big deal he works all things together that's for sure yeah yeah i that like is that is for sure
1: so anyway yeah i love christmas though mm-hmm. okay i i don't know so about good. you so good uh somebody's calling me from temple texas that's got to be important and real whatever okay and anyway, <laughs> <Spend> it's <a call. laughs> yeah yeah not answering that uh, I don't know anybody from Temple, Texas. Just for the record, whenever you get one from like the Bahamas, like yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's got to be legit, yeah, right? <laughs> <It's> totally legit. <laughs> Never okay. anyway, don't answer those. Uh, but yeah, it. I love Christmas. I love taking. We go to the tree lighting ceremony. Mm-hmm. We go to the day, the uh, night before Christmas in downtown Gunnersville. We like the Christmas parades. Christmas in the park in Arab, because that's where I grew up, and so, man, I love Christmas. I do. I'm not ready for it to be over on the 26th. Yeah,
2: it definitely, it comes and goes way too fast.
1: So, how'd it go with you and your wife? Was your first Christmas? Yes. Yes, this last one. How was that? It was awesome.
2: It was awesome. We're we're learning to make our, you know, because every family has their own traditions, their own Mm -hmm. things, so we're learning to... To create our own and, yeah. and not just copy what you know we've grown up with we're trying right. to make our own right but yes it's it's awesome um
1: fantastic yes
2: and I, you know i think what i love about it the most is around this time of the year yeah thanksgiving and christmas it's, it's really the time where we kind of lay lay aside well if we do the year right it could it could either be this way or become the busiest time of the year but if we do it right we lay down the busyness lay down all the distractions and we actually like surround ourselves with people that matters the most. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think us, the family, if you think about it, in ten months out of the year, families, everybody's doing their own thing. They You're got right. sports, you You're know, right. school, You're work, right. all of this. But you get to this end of the year, can you, can get you get can to come back together. So yeah. The FCA moment of the week.
1: And that and that sound lets you know that the one, the only, the famous, the infamous Candy Armstrong is here. Come on everybody. I we need a hand clap for that if we if we have one hit right now. Candy!
4: What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you
1: all? Man, we get to talk to Candy today. It's a good day. So, tell us Candy, what's going on in Fellowship of Christian Athletes?
4: Oh, goodness. Iron Bowl is next week. What? Oh, I should say the Iron Bowl prayer breakfasts are next week. So, yes we are up to our eyeballs and trying to get that done but yeah it's exciting
0: yeah the traveling
4: circus will be on the road next week <laughs> come on we are gearing up for the ironbow prayer breakfast that will kick off we will leave next tuesday and go start setting up for coleman county coleman's will be wednesday november the 16th at six thirty a.m that's going to be at coleman first baptist church yeah, And then we will leave there and go set up in Gunnersville. We'll come be on. There close to you guys. Down the road. Thursday, March the 17th at 6 a.m. We want to see you guys there. And then we will come back to Huntsville. And on Friday, November the 18th at 6.45, we will be at the First Baptist Church in Huntsville. There on Governor's Drive. So um, all the information on Iron Bowl Prayer Breakfast, all the speakers. If there's, um, if you want to purchase tickets, you can call our office at 256-509-3692. We can get that taken care of. All of our posters and everything are online if you want to go and check those out. Download them, hang them in your businesses, whatnot. It's all there. But, yeah, that's going on next week. And then um, there's some that's in camp planning as we speak, getting nice. ready for next, next summer. But um, with that being said, we are now taking um intern sign So if you're interested, any kids entering their junior, senior or college age, we are now doing a registration signups interest for our um, internship next year. That can be found on the website as well at NorthAlabamaFCA.org. And uh, we will have an intern interest meeting, actually, with all of them in February. I believe it's February the 5th at Cove Church. Wow. And then, of course, Thanksgiving will be here before we know it. It's just a couple of weeks away, and we're going to be having our Black Friday special for camp and PLT. So lots of discounts there. Um, We'll have um, all of the – the camp should be – online the plt black friday will be online soon so it's not quite there yet and then january we have our coach spouse weekend so nice. all you coaches out there we would love to have you um attend it. it is a really great weekend we've got some good speakers coming this year we've actually got a christian comedian that's coming Nice. it's um, going on video super 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 funny guy but, yeah, but that's in January, January 13th through the 15th. It's Martin Luther King weekend. Nice. It's going to be held at the Embassy Suites this year, so everything will take place there. But, yeah, um, everything that I've talked about, if you want to see, um past events want to learn more about fca just go to our website northalabamafca.org and you'll find it all there but busy busy time of year i'm waiting on our pecans to be delivered as we speak so they will be here today so we'll start distributing those out into the community to our our partners and whatnot and uh just a lot going on yeah It's busy. Huddles are winding down. I think I mentioned this last week. Huddles are winding down for the semester. Um, a lot of people getting ready for the holidays. So we are beginning to close, not completely close them down, but kind of slowing down, I guess you could say, um, so to speak, because they've got finals and different things coming up. So we, uh, we've we slacked off a little bit, but not much, not much. We're still meeting, just not, just not as often. But anyway, lots of cool stuff going on with FCA. Yeah, And if you're not plugged in, please check us out online and see what all we've got going on for the community, for the coaches, different students. You do not have to be an athlete to be a participant of FCA. We are about sharing the gospel, bringing truth to everybody, not just athletes. Yes, we focus on coaches and athletes. But we have interns who have never played a sport a day in their life. We have some that's in the band. That doesn't matter.
1: That's awesome. If
4: you want to be a part of something positive in your school and in your community, please contact us.
1: Yeah, it's like I said.
4: We have you on board.
1: It's like I said, uh, huddles are huge because they're basically your small group in your school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a big deal, and uh, I I actually got to speak at one this morning, Candy. I know, I heard,
4: and, I was so excited when I heard was, you were going.
1: It was so fun, it was yeah. so fun, and the, yeah. it was third through fifth grade uh, kids, but man, they were fantastic.
4: Yeah, they are, we have coaches breakfast um, going on too, actually, Jamie and I were at Grissom this morning, and they'll be going to Vinemont tomorrow, and then we're going to Sparkman on Friday, so investing a lot in the coaches, we were at Hazel Green last week, and so just trying to hit up our coaches and just be an encouragement to them and to let them know how appreciative we are of what they do because the coach has the most influence on those athletes in the Absolutely. school they spend the most time with them and uh, so we just try to say thank you we may take jacks we may take chick-fil-a or whatever but it's just a small token to say thank you for what all they do it doesn't put a dent in it but at least it gets us there to where we can meet them face to face and tell them thank you for what they do.
1: So good. I love FCA. I love Candy we Armstrong.
4: We're so glad y'all are a huge supporter uh, of us. We could not do what we do without you guys.
1: Big sure. big fans of Candy Armstrong. So if you want her autograph, she'll be at Gunnersville High School auditorium <laughs> next It's going to be early, but it's worth the autograph. It is going to be early. (laughs) Next Thursday morning.
4: Yes. Oh, and also um, for those football teams out there too, if you bring your football team, if they come in their jersey with their coach, the team that brings the most players dressed with their jersey, they're going to win a free Baumhauer's wing dinner
1: okay let me make a announcement that follows up on that any football team that wants to give me a jersey to participate and look like
4: <laughs> i'm on your team
1: to win a gift certificate to Baumhauer's, i'm here for you for the buying <laughs>
4: and we also have a, a pretty good prize we're gonna be giving away um at each one of the iron bowl and we will also be giving away plt scholarships and um, nice. for We'll give it to a guy and a girl at each one of them. So we'll be giving away six scholarships next week as well. Come on. Which is going to be a huge event. We're so excited.
1: Right. So if you want to win, I'll give you my phone
3: number.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there you go. Hey, I
1: am so glad that we got to talk to you, Miss Candy. You are fantastic. Everything your organization does has been tremendous. And uh, we hope that you'll choose to be a part of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's changing Absolutely. the school, small group style. Go be a part of it. Thank you, Miss Kennedy. Yes.
4: Hey, and one thing I want to uh, make sure too the Iron Boat Prayer Breakfast is just not for students, not just so for good. people at Gunnersville High School. It is a community event. So, parents, pastors, businessmen, businessmen and women, moms, dads, Y'all are all welcome to come. Tickets will so be $10 good. at the door. If you want tickets before or you want a group to come, just contact me at 256 509 3692 and I can make sure that I get you um, those tickets for your group. But yes, we'd love to have you. But it's a community event, not just a school event. It's just so held good. at the high school.
1: So good. Thank you, Candy. You made our You're day. Yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> again. Y'all have a good week. You You too. Thanks, appreciate you you guys. Matthew, when we started the show, I had no idea how much Fellowship of Christian Athletes actually really did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have learned they affect so much in this county, more than just, because when I grew up, it was just your huddle. That's what they call it now. They didn't call it then. It was just, hey, we're going to give you a biscuit and come out. You know, Mm -hmm. now they are doing huddles. I did one this morning at Cherokee Elementary School. That was so fun. Uh, I I'm I'm going to be speaking at one uh, at the middle school. So if you go to Gunnersville Middle School, I get to see you this week. If you go to FCA, it's going to be great. Uh, but what's really cool is uh, how they minister to coaches, how they minister to ministers, how they. Man, I've been at those coaches' breakfasts. Mm-hmm. They're just really cool.
2: That is awesome. It's really cool. That is awesome, something. man. So if you're not involved in FCA, you should be. You know, I used to be. Yeah, uh, actually, before I became the youth pastor, when I was at college, yep. um, I was able to be blessed with the opportunity to lead an FCA group there at Wallace nice. State Community College, and it went nice. awesome. And they are nice. really, really awesome in making sure you have what you need, especially food. <laughs> yes, they will. They will come alongside and help you in, in that what is they need. Essential with college yes. students, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do they still have yes. the
3: BCM at Wallace State? They do. Awesome, yes, Chris, I was a part of that. You was. So I
2: sure was. Who was? Who was? Uh, uh, over Christy that? was Christy, her name. Yes. Yeah. She, she came amazing. in.
3: I think the second year I was there. Before that, it was another guy who ended up going to Tuscaloosa. I can't remember his okay. name. But yeah,
2: that uh, was traded. That's good. Is time. Time. <laughs> Christy is, is still there and doing a really? phenomenal job.
3: Awesome. Yes, sir. Yes. yes. She took us out to a retreat one time. I'll never forget it. We had this huge rus- wrestling match back in the bunk room. Oh man! My gosh! How much fun. did you break, Stephen? Ah. Uh, I just I was never beat, so <laughs> yeah, Hey <laughs> Steven, I believe that.
1: Yeah. Did you wrestle in school? No, no. I didn't.
3: But I could Look you I were could
1: missing my it. own. You were missing it. You know? You miss you know, when God gives you a spiritual gift, Stephen, I know you can <laughs> sing. But had we known you could wrestle, we could have created you a name.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I'm. I don't know. I'm sitting here, kind of scared
3: to wonder what that name would be. I, I'm
1: trying in my mind right now. I'm working on it. So uh, <laughs> you just keep on working. Willy on Wonka. That. Willy Wonka. Willy <laughs> <laughs> Wonka. He's got. You know, the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka. He's kind of creepy.
3: He's very creepy. You know. Yeah, I saw him do his his uh, Willy Wonka recently on TikTok. It was kind of freaky.
1: I I will say this. Okay, y'all can argue with me. I think Johnny Depp's very best role that he did better than anything else was pirates of the caribbean
3: captain jack, jack sparrow. sparrow Yep, he
1: did that so good so when i watched that and then i watched willy wonka i'm like how are they the same
3: person oh. and then edward scissorhands
1: yes now All
3: that was also roles. a weird movie <laughs> yeah the but mad jack hatter sparrow
1: wasn't jack sparrow wasn't he that did a was... good mad hatter though yeah he did he cool. did good in that but do you agree with me you think he's better in another movie
3: no nah, i think that's it i think pirates of the caribbean i think be he best. nailed it
1: yeah, I think yeah. he nailed it. I think that's his lifelong. I just wonder how many connection. hundreds
3: of millions of dollars that made him. <laughs> Cause, I mean, a lot Disney, cause, they're rolling in the dough.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, how many did they make? Like
3: three or four? Uh, it's been a it's been a few. Yeah.
1: I was I was in Scotland when I watched one of them. I watched the Pirates of the Caribbean in Scotland. Uh, that was cool. Yeah. So, but I love the Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I do. And I think he plays that is his best character, yep. best character. I have seen him, Steven You probably have on TikToks stuff like that, where he will show up full character. <laughs> yeah, and it and somebody will think he's just like you know, just want a hired staff, and he's full blown mm-hmm. legit Johnny Depp. Wow.
3: Yeah. At the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yes. Yeah. Another Isn't funny. that awesome? It really is.
0: The clutch moment.
1: This week and next week, I'll be talking about coming to the table. I'm talking about characters in the Bible that came to the table with Jesus and how that affected them. And it's Thanksgiving. Yes. And so during Thanksgiving, it's a natural part of the year where we actually sit around and like you said, we think about the things that we're most grateful for. This thing, this Thanksgiving season is upon us, and I, for, like I said, this week and next week, want to talk about gratitude. Mm, I have heard it said that the dove of the Holy Spirit flies off of the house when we're not grateful. John Maxwell said that. So good. So good. Also, uh, well, I mean, John Maxwell said this, also said, Gratitude is the librarian of our past, the speaker of our present, and the profit of our future. Wow. That's good. That's amazing. That's good. Uh, And, and I believe that. Yes. I believe when we're not grateful, it's an attitude change mm-hmm. that changes everything towards the negative, right?
2: 100%.
1: When God's given us so many things to be grateful for. Now, Matthew, I, I, talking with you, you probably have. Have you ever been out of the country before?
2: Yeah, uh, Out of the United States? Yes. No. Never. Okay.
1: I have been to these countries where mm-hmm. extreme poverty actually exists, mm-hmm. where you people live in shacks, where they live, you know. And it makes you appreciate very much the things we have yeah. and how God's good to us. And so I think it's so important because we can so easily forget what we do have because we're focus- focusing on what we don't have. yeah. So there's this story in the Bible, and I, I'm going to ask you to pronounce this name in a minute.
2: Don't ask me. And when I
1: hear and read it, uh, it moves me uh, because it's about somebody in the Bible who truly lived out, had to have lived out this principle of gratitude. And his name is, you've got it in front of you. Can you say it? There's
2: no way, brother. Say it for me. Come on, Matthew. I just can't.
1: Stephen, can you say it?
2: Mephibosheth. Come
1: on, there it is. Mephibosheth.
2: Mephibosheth. Yeah, so I yeah. Can't, even hearing yeah. it. It's oh difficult. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> and this story's found in Second Samuel, 9, one through thirteen, and the story goes like this: Mephibosheth is the son of Jonathan, and if we know anything about the Bible, we know that David and Jonathan were best friends. Yes. Saul was the first king of Israel. Jonathan was his son, right? Mm-hmm. When jo- the day that Saul and Jonathan were killed and died in battle, Mephibosheth's nanny, or nurse, took Mephibosheth, ran out the door, dropped him, and he was crippled for the rest of his life. Okay? This is important to the story, right? And then, what do we learn about kings when uh, new kings take over? Do you know what happens when new kings take over? That king usually wipes out the entire bloodline of the former king. So mm. he usually kings that kills everybody. So what David does is he comes to uh, somebody who knew Mephibosheth or knew Jonathan's family and Saul's family and says, is there anybody left that I can bless mm. from that family? Mephibosheth wow. comes in. He's terrified. He thinks, this is it. I'm about to die. I'm already a cripple. I've been hiding. It's been, you yeah. know, yeah. and now I'm going to die. And David says, hold on, I want to bless you. I'm going to give you back every bit of land that Saul owned. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm restoring everything. I'm going to restore all your name. I'm going to restore it all. But not only that, I want you to eat at the table with me. Come on. From now on. This is good. This is good. So I want to talk about some lessons from this story. So Mephibosheth got to sit at King David's table for Mm -hmm. the rest of his life. So David went. The first lesson is David went to a low place to find Mephibosheth. And we know in the Bible that God does... Jesus... Very, David very much represents eventually what Jesus will do. Yes. Right? Uh, and so my question is... Uh, how... How does Jesus sometimes come into our low, low place and pull us out? Because he does a lot like David did in Mephibosheth. He went to this place called Lodabar which is this horrible place. Yeah, Nobody wants to be there. You know, you've lived in one of those places or you've driven through them. Like, you right. know what? You wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. And he's in this place where he's trying to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And David comes to find him. So how does Jesus, like David did, sometimes come into our low place and pull us out, Matthew?
2: Yeah, man, that's such a great question. When I think of that, I think of just how Jesus... How he humbled himself down to sink into the frailty frailty of humanity. Yeah, to to like he's our high priest in all ways. Yeah, he knows how we were tempted. He knows what it's like to feel what we feel. Right, man. When I just think of that, with him being all God yet all man, so that he could relate with us in that way, and when we go to him in prayer and we know that going yeah. in like we're not yeah. talking to someone distant or who doesn't understand no. we're talking to someone who knows who and always was tempted in the same way that we are That's and i good. think just knowing that fact when we, when we go to be with him that he knows he sees us the shortest verse in the bible is that jesus wept yeah he it's good. I like man. that he did. He understands, yes.
1: That he felt emotion when he mm-hmm. was God and could change anything. Yes. The second thing I want to say is David redeems Mephibosheth's identity. Mm. Mephibosheth very much thought David was going to kill him. In fact, it's what kings normally did to the families. This was normal. Uh, and so he had every right to feel this way uh, in, in their lineage. So in the past, this is, this is for you, Matthew, in the past, Have you seen Jesus redeem people's identities? Absolutely. Tell us about that.
2: Man, just thinking about that story, you hear the scripture about how David was a man after God's own heart, right? Yeah. You see that manifested right here. Yeah. Like he did the complete opposite of what a king would do, which is destroy. He came and he blessed and he gave. Right. If you want to know what the heart of God is like, this story right here sums that up pretty well. That's
1: what God says about David.
2: Yes. Man after but, God's own heart. I mean, Jesus in himself, I think understanding that who we are when when we say yes to him, when we believe in him, we are then engrafted in Christ. Yeah. And I think understanding that how we see ourselves from this day forward, from the moment you receive Jesus, you are no longer defined by what you do or your talents or gifts, but you are defined by knowing that you are a child of God. So good. And Jesus is the bridge to that. He yeah. restores you back. To being engrafted into the family of God. And I think that redeems our identity. If we see ourselves through that lens, man, life becomes so much better. Yeah. So much better.
1: last point I want to talk about is David, I love this. This is is my favorite point. He creates a place at the table for Mephibosheth. Mm. Because this is what we learn from this. When you eat at the king's table, you become part of the family. Yeah. Nobody sits at the table with the king without being close to the king. That's right. You don't. Mm-mm. Only people close to the king, this is good, <laughs> Come on. sit close to the table yes. with the king. And then this, when you sit at the table, all your imperfections are covered. That's it, right? Man. Yeah. Because if you're sitting here, you can't see the crippled Mephibosheth. <laughs> so what is the benefit of getting to sit at the table with Jesus? And this is what we're going to end with.
2: So, I mean, just what you just said there, um, all of his impurities were covered. Yeah. He's sitting here. And for, first of all, he's close. He's yeah. close to, He's close to the king. We, through Jesus, become close to the Father. Yeah. And we realize that Jesus didn't just come to save us from our sins, but he actually made it as if that we never sinned before the Father. Yeah. When he looks at us. He's looking at Jesus. And I think just having the awareness of that, man, knowing that we are the righteousness of God because of what Jesus did for us, understanding the fullness of that, not just a little bit of that, not just a watered-down condensed version of that, but, my goodness, understanding what Jesus' blood applied to our life means for us today and what we can do because of that, man. It just becomes the most rich thing in the entire world. So
1: good. Hey, let's pray over you right now. God, we come to you and we pray. God that you would help us to understand that you want us at the table that you redeem our identity that you want that you leave us a seat at the table to get to be family yeah. not just to make it but to but to have a fellowship and a, and a personal story with God. God help us understand how much you love us, how much you want us to be a part of your family in Jesus name we pray amen amen hey our athletes have arrived y'all can all breathe easy. <laughs> or I can breathe. Easy. <laughs> Matthew, I've enjoyed this, man.
2: It's been a blast, man. It's
1: been fun. So anyway, we are so glad you're out there with us Facebook World. At one point we had 10 of you watching us. Uh so Sherry Fontaine, awesome you're telling. Whoop, Sherry Fontaine, you're telling this story when my son is going to be on later. His name is Jonathan. David. Jonathan David, we named him Uh, that because of the story of their friendship. That is so good. Teresa Cahela, one of my favorite people. Matthew Malone, you are awesome. Check this out, Stephen. you got to hear this. Sherry Fontaine uh, is the mother of Jonathan uh, that you just sat down. Uh, Listen to this. Awesome you're telling this story. When My son is going to be on later. His name is Jonathan David. We named him that because of the story of their friendship. That's cool. The one we just uh, spoke. Yeah. And you didn't know that. I had no idea. Look at that. man. I had no (laughs) idea. That is so cool. Uh, Hey, by the way, Miss Sherry, if there's any questions you want us to ask your son, (laughs) any stories that you'd like to tell us about your son, uh, live on here, we are watching it the whole time, just so you know. Teresa Cahela. You got fans, man. Shout out,
2: Teresa. Love you so
3: much. She's awesome. So how's the candy supply at y'all's house? Um. All those fall festivals, s- trunk or treats Semi
1: decently high.
3: Okay. Yeah. 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 Still working some of that off. Then. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Well, I I bumped into a little video from a friend of ours. I don't know if you saw it or not, but our good friend Ricky Phillips. Oh no. He decided to uh, to try a little experiment. All right. We need to talk. So
5: while you were at school today, Daddy got very hungry. <laughs> while you were at school.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And my tummy
1: was really hungry, so I ate all your candy.
6: Eat all your candy?
4: All your Halloween candy.
1: You.
4: Yeah, is that okay?
3: Mm-hmm. It is? Mm-hmm.
4: You're not upset?
3: No. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you <okay.
4: laughs>
3: How understanding. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey tell you what here in a minute why don't we uh before we bring the players in cuz we still got some time let's talk a little bit about that Bama game i know it mm-hmm. hurts i know it, it stings but let's do that coming up 55 seconds on the radio Kay. i got some audio from Saban yes. talking about the process some questions he got asked you know after a loss and rough, stuff like that it's it's pretty year, good rough here yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, there's still some people are still holding out i hope that Maybe somehow we're gonna make it to the championship. So we'll see what happens with that. Mm. A lot of things have to fall right into place. So a whole lot of things. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen it happen before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway, thirty seconds till that. A whole lot of things.
2: Yes. Yeah. Very okay, so unlikely, <laughs> but I mean very I've learned as an Auburn fan watching <laughs> and playing against them no matter what. I had nothing you against can't you to listen, this moment. <laughs> but what I'm about to say is good. You can't you can't doubt them. They find a way, somehow, This is true. some way. Especially
1: yeah. if it's Bama at Auburn on any given year, no matter how <laughs> terrible you are. Three seconds. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't really want to go here, but uh, we're a sports show, and we need to. So Matthew is not a Bama fan, but me and Steven, we are. Roll Tide. And, uh, I'm even
3: wearing my shirt today.
1: And I would like to state to any haters out there, <laughs> one... Um, I was a Bama fan during Mike Shula, and that was torment and torture. It was brutal. Uh, Nick Saban losing two, maybe even three, I hope not, maybe even three games in a year is nothing compared to the torture I went through
3: under Mike Shula. Right, Steven? Uh, this is true, yeah. I mean, I, Just I, hopeless I just, years. It's like I, watching fail after fail after fail, like, not getting any better. Oh, I know. Fire him, right? <laughs> no. That's the I'm, thing about us Alabama fans. If something's not working, fire him. Oh, man. Well, him out.
1: I'm not saying fire Nick Saban.
3: <laughs> no, but the coaches who work with, I don't know, the quarterback, the kicker, the receivers, yes, the, the defense, all them, you know, all, all of them. them. Everybody except the Saban. The
1: offensive and defensive coordinator. Right? need to go. Okay, that's a whole other story. See, see, that's
3: what we do. But I've
1: been saying that for two years.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay,
1: and I heard the best case. From somebody who named off eight games because of those two. Anyway, yeah, they need to go. Okay, right, and I believe they will go. I really yeah. do. Uh, well, Bill O'Brien's going to get hired by somebody else. So by the end of the season. But anyway, so Steven says. So this week, as I was watching the Alabama LSU game, yeah, they went into overtime. Yeah, and it and it was hard. It was not as hard as the first game. I'll be honest. Just because I'll be, on, I, I really believe the refs were way more fair this time. I feel like they were decent. Okay. Yeah. Way more decent. The Tennessee game. I don't know what. Ha- I'm not. I don't blame the refs because, like, I'm not blaming them for LSU. They did a really good job.
3: Yeah. But Tennessee, what happened? I actually have evidence. Those guys
1: need fired. Every
3: one of them, they do need fired. I have evidence that actually, I I believe that Tennessee brings their own refs with them, and I have video evidence of that that we're going to share later on on the on the (laughs) uh, the video portion of this on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Twitter. So
1: that'll give me some closure. So, (laughs) but right now I I I would say this: Yeah, the LSU refs were not like that. They were they were fair. They were fair, and I felt good about the refs. It was Mm -hmm. on us. It was us. Tennessee, not so
3: much. Go ahead, Steven. (laughs) Saban got asked a lot of questions because, I mean, you're in the hot seat when your team loses like that and you're responsible for it. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was pretty interesting what he came back with, and I think it's a lesson we can all learn from. This guy is just spitting just gold all the time. I don't understand. He just has this way of thinking about life. Yes. And uh, here, take a listen to this.
7: Always talk about playing to the Alabama standard. Is there maybe something you can pinpoint with this team that maybe they haven't lived up to that quite?
0: Well, you know, first of all, I don't think it's really fair to the team uh, to create the kind of expectations that get created, you know, for the team before they ever have a body of work. Uh, But that's kind of the nature of the beast in this day and age. Uh, You put pressure on yourself, whatever it is, which means you're really focused on outcomes, not process. And I think that's the biggest thing that um, we got to get our players back to do. When I say you got to focus on what it takes to win and enjoy winning, that's what I'm talking about. I, I've i done, I guess, a pretty average job of getting our players out of that mode. You know, the the pyramid downstairs doesn't say win the sec championship it doesn't say win the national championship it says be a champion and these are the things that you have to do to be a champion and if you can do those things you have a chance to win a championship all right so if your focus is on the championship then are you really focused on doing the things you need to do to get there wow what do you think that's so
1: good every time he opened i know you're an auburn fan Every time he opens his mouth, I could write a sermon on the things that Dude, come out of it. I, I he is one of the greatest agree. leaders I know. I'm a Bama fan, but really, like his his leadership principles are some are phenomenal. Yes, I I dare say there's few leaders as good as him. And I, aside from football, mm-hmm. just his leaders, he can write a whole book. Yeah, on leadership principles yes. that are just absolutely amazing. Yeah, he,
2: he could retire right now and do that. Yeah, It'd be fun. Yeah, you would uh, love that, yeah. wouldn't you, man? Dude, yeah,
3: dude, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> okay.
1: I'm uh, anyway, I, uh, I hear you.
3: Just imagine but, though, <laughs> if he took the job at Auburn. Imagine Nick Saban if he w- oh, actually did that. Would that make you happy? No. Yeah, it would make. It, him happy. it would make me scared for him. That's <laughs> oh.
2: what it would make me because <laughs> that makes sense. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Wow. He'd be on the top of the prayer list if that happened.
3: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we but, got some guests to get in here. So yeah, right, we So we're going to hit a song, and we'll bring in some Douglas High School athletes. What do you think? I love it. The Varsity Athlete Interview. All right, we have Jonathan
1: here and Cooper from Douglas. Uh, Jonathan, he played football. He was the running back. Running back. That has to be a fun job. That has to be a fun job. And then defensive end Cooper yes, sir. played defensive end. He plays center, and if you saw him, you'd understand basketball. Mm-hmm. He's very tall, very tall. How tall are you?
7: I'm only like six one, six two. Okay. I'm more of a small for a center.
1: Okay, okay, small center. He says. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, I I know tall when I see it because I am it, you know. <laughs> but anyway, can't relate.
2: Gus, sorry man, that, that wasn't a dig at you. Uh, <laughs>
1: Matt is not big. If you're listening on the radio, he's not a tall guy, no. so he's still cool. <laughs> but anyway, well, tell me, guys. Uh, Jonathan, tell me about your football season, y'all. Both of you, Jonathan Cooper, tell me about your football season. Uh, how long have y'all been playing football?
5: Uh, I've been playing since I was five years old. Uh, me and Cooper together, we've been since fourth grade. We took middle school off pretty much from each yeah. other because Cooper was at I stayed at Douglas. Uh, my ninth grade year. <clears throat> and sophomore year, Cooper wasn't here, but then he moved back last year, and me and him, you know, got to connect again and finish out. I got to finish out high school because my best friend, Cooper, so.
1: Nice. Cooper, how long you been playing football? Uh, Since around
7: the same time, about five. I played for Douglas all the way up until, I think, seventh grade. Then I moved to Then I ended up coming back last year.
1: Wow. Are you glad you came back?
7: 100%. And, uh,
1: okay, so... You- you you were talking, to Jonathan, about Coach Laws. Tell me, tell me about Coach Laws. When I say his name, tell me something you'll never forget because you're a senior, right? Yes, sir. Is this your senior year? Junior. Junior. So tell me something you're never gonna forget about him. Maybe a statement. Maybe something you heard all the time, or a, or a characteristic about him
5: that you uh, would say. Uh, well, since I. Since I've been at Douglas, you know, everybody's known that Douglas has coaching change after coaching change after coaching change, year in, year out. We have a different coach. Yeah. Uh, my sophomore year, Coach Lyles, he finally took the job that nobody wanted. Douglas was 1 and 9, 0 oh 10, 1 and 9, back and back years, barely winning a game or winning no games. And nobody wanted that job. Coach Lyles, being from Douglas, he took it. He said, Look, he said, I'm going to be here unless they just force me out and make me leave. He said, I'm going to commit to y'all. He said, I need y'all to be right behind me. And that's something that's going to stick with me is Coach Law made us a promise my sophomore year, and he kept that promise.
1: Man. And it's translating. Mm-hmm. So tell me statement uh, or I characteristic
7: or something. I got a characteristic. characteristic. Uh, I think he coaches with such tenacity and passion. It's like crazy. It makes make sure that everybody wants to follow him. Like even at Aberville, he had that on his defense Defense was so good when he coached there, and now he's here at uh, Douglas, and we got a really good defense. I mean, that's what he focuses on. But I mean, the whole team wants to follow him.
1: Yeah, well, tell okay basketball for you. All so right, here let's make the switch. Is it Coach Ball? Yes, sir. Tell me, Coach. Tell me about Coach Ball. Tell me what stands out about him and her statement that he makes that you'll never forget.
7: Uh, he's a very free minded, like. He lets you have freedom to play basketball, actually. Most coaches, they want you to be like a robot, follow the play. He coaches with a style that lets you be you. And and our team, you can do that because we have a bunch of athletes that has the ability to make plays, and he allows us to do that. It's awesome. It is.
2: Matthew? Yeah, okay, so back to you because you're playing basketball and football. Between the two coaches and the comparison of them two, what is – um what is the strength of your basketball and the strength of your coaches and how do you see them relate together
7: uh i think it goes back to like the community it's Mm -hmm. more small community so everybody's is friendly and ongoing so it's like you see them they're constantly hanging out talking so it's like a big friendship amongst everybody but of course i way i think of it football you got coach lyle's he is more like stern but he still loves to play around you coach ball you can you can crack a joke with him all day it's hilarious yeah that's awesome.
1: What are you going to miss most about those coaches?
7: Uh, I don't think I'll ever be. Let's see, as comfortable with another coach as Coach Ball, like joking wise. I mean, mm-hmm. he's fun to be around. Then Coach Liles, I mean, I have, a, I like, I love Coach Liles. I, uh, I'll follow him anywhere. It's just he is a great coach. That's all I can say.
5: Jonathan, what are you going to miss most? I don't know. Uh, football. I really kind of like all of our coaches, head coach and assistant. Like, Coach Lyles is his intensity that he brings, you know, before the game, in the locker room talking, motivating us to go out here and perform the best of our ability. In practice, you know, he'll joke around a little bit here and there, but at the end of the day, it's about getting done what we need to get done and focusing on what we need to focus on throughout that week. Uh, All the assistants, you got Coach Mitchell. Coach Mitchell brings energy that's unmatched by anybody I've ever met. I mean, the dude is – he's he's wired up all the time and exactly. i like it i like that type of coaching because it shows you that he's involved he's excited hey you need to get hopped up to him. you need to get excited uh just really all of our coaches they they motivate you in a different way that i don't think a coach i will ever meet throughout college or anything will match
1: mm-hmm.
7: wow they all have dedication to them
1: that's awesome so good okay how do you uh mindset let's let's talk about mind games mm-hmm. how do you deal with the nerves you know, uh, I think football it's a little more brutal just because you know you're going to get hit. You know it's going to, yeah. it's coming. Not that you're afraid. You just, I, I played on the football. <laughs> you know, how do you deal with those mind games? How do you prepare for a football game to get your mind in the game?
7: Um, honestly, for me, it's as simple. I just want to go out there and hit as hard as I can, and maybe that can end up helping our team in a good way. I was going to say, I really don't have a mindset for football. I just like to, Go out there and just hit.
1: Jonathan?
5: Uh, I don't know. Like, football, there's always the nerves and stuff of, like, okay, am I going to perform? What's going to happen this game? How's this game going to go? But, like, at the same time, it's more of a thing that I look at as before the game starts, when we're sitting in the locker room, we're getting our shoulder pads on, cleat strap, you know, everything fixed and ready to go. When the coach starts talking, everything starts clicking. Like, okay, I got to do this. We got to do this as a team. We got to do this together. You know, we can't just go out here by ourselves and perform as one. So then it comes to the kickoff, opening kickoff. No matter if I'm receiving it or I'm on the kickoff team, it's just that first whistle blow kind of sets it all. It sets off a switch in my head, and I'm like, all right, let's go, time. Let's go.
1: Yeah, the mm-hmm. adrenaline kicks in.
2: Yeah, Matthew, I love that. I want to get this one for both of you. Um, There's a saying out there that goes, practice makes perfect. Okay, Uh, false. I mean, spoiler alert, that is not true. Okay, practice does not make perfect, but practice does make progression. My question to both of you is, what is your practice? What is your actions that you're putting in outside of the scheduled practice itself? Is there anything that you do outside of what the coaches make you do whenever you're going to school and you have to practice? I'll
5: go first. Uh, well, me, on de- throughout the season, I took and I had a I have a trainer up in Birmingham. His name's Coach L. at Step-by-Step Sports Training. Okay. He trains several teams of that Birmingham area. He trains well-known teams like Ramsey, Pleasant Grove, Huffman, uh, Clay Chalkfield, defending 6A state champs, Parker, all those big schools. Uh, he even trains Kool-Aid from Alabama. Wow. And I went up there to start working on my footwork and stuff and getting myself faster, stronger, and more prepared for – college because there's some colleges that are interested in me and i feel like i have that chance to go perform at college uh i did that to help myself there uh i work out at Wilmores and gunnersville i had a trainer uh nick mcintyre up there to help me get more strong strength mm-hmm. and stuff like that work on my technique with lifting and then even after workouts and stuff like that at school i'll go and i'll take and work out more in the field house or go home and watch film stuff to help me prepare throughout that week for what i have to play against friday
2: that's awesome mm-hmm. man
5: uh
7: for me i've had a trainer for the past three years uh his name is blake lancaster he has a make a play training it's up in uh huntsville area well more like uh i can't remember he trains out of a tennis complex up in huntsville it's like in cove i can't remember what area it's Mm -hmm. in but uh then i also hit um throughout the season i done brian creel's uh athlete nation training out of boaz okay
2: awesome man
1: It's incredible. Yes. So you were talking about the college route right there. Talk, uh, because your mom just told me you've got an offer already. Faulkner, is that correct? Yes. So tell me, tell me, uh, uh, tell us about that process. What's it like to be recruited? And uh, how how's it going right now? How are things?
5: Uh, currently, right now, I have the Faulkner offer, like my mom mentioned, and I love everything about that program. I like because the coaches kind of remind me of the ones at Douglas a little bit. Of course, not the same because you're not going to match Coach Laws' energy. I don't care who you are <laughs> or who you try to be. Coach Laws' energy is unmatched. Uh, but I do like that program a lot because the coaches and all are really connected and really they buy into you. They don't buy into okay, this is a guy that can help the team. They don't they don't say okay, this is just an athlete. They care about your grades, your life out of football what you're doing on the field, what you're doing off the field, how are you doing in the classroom, how's everything at home, you know, stuff like that. So I do like that about the program. Uh, I also have a school out of Rome, Georgia, that's interested in me, Shorter University. Uh, That's another thing. Their coaches. They remind me of coaches at Douglas and back home, uh, the way they're connected to players, and they care how you're doing on and off the field. I really do like that. The recruiting process for me has been – it's kind of been like a dream come true because since I've been little, I was told – you're too small, you're not going to make it in football, go ahead and give up on it, you're never going to be this, you're never going to be that. I actually had a coach tell me one year that I was too small and to quit asking to play because I wasn't going to play for him. Well, that kind of set off a switch, and I was like, all right, you know, they don't believe in me, so I'm going to believe in myself, and I'm going to believe what the good Lord has planned for me. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of went from there, and my dream's coming true thanks to the man upstairs.
1: So good. It's amazing. So good. Talk to me. Talk to me over here. Uh, what is your... Do you have any uh, aspirations to do college ball, basketball or football?
7: Uh, I do for football. That's always been a dream of mine. Uh, I'm still trying to, I guess, get my feet wet in the recruiting part of it. Like, I'm going to college camps and stuff, just trying to do my best to try to get an offer.
1: Awesome. Where would you like to go?
7: Uh, honestly, I would, the schools I would love to go to is like UAB and Troy i always love those two
2: schools maybe like south alabama too
1: all of those are great schools yeah
2: jonathan i love your acknowledgement of uh the lord in that and so i want to ask you how does your faith impact you in your mindset your actions every single time you step on the field how is that impacting you and influencing
5: uh well being a believer it's not it's not easy it's not what people think like okay i believe in god everything's gonna be okay because there's still gonna be things go wrong yes but i do believe that's all in his he, he has a destiny for everybody since yeah. since you was thought of since you was created by him he's had a destiny for you and i feel like every time i step on that field I believe in God. It might not be the best game. It not might be it might not be a game that just everybody remembers, but I'm still doing it in his name. I'm doing it for him. I'm performing for him because of what he's done for me. Oh, so that helps a lot and that helps me believe no matter where things go, how things end up, if I go to college, if I don't, if I become a coach, if I don't become a coach, whatever I end up doing, it's because he had that plan for me and it's all in his destiny for me. Wow.
2: So good. So good, man. Enjoyed that.
1: That's a good answer. Uh so Guys, tell me this, and and then we're going to go to a quick commercial break. But tell me, uh, you've been in football for four years now. Tell me about the biggest win for you. I'm talking about in high school. Biggest win you've had, biggest, where it just felt good. It just felt right. You'll never forget that night.
5: Let's see. Now, sophomore year, my sophomore, I'll go through some wins throughout the years. So, yeah, do so- that. Sophomore year was 110% Sardis. That was a game that started us my freshman year, the year before that, beat us 67 to nothing on our home field. Woo. We was not supposed to win that game. We was not supposed to be in that game. We started off, I got the very first touchdown of the game, and then with five seconds left, I intercepted the ball to close the game out on the three-yard line. That was probably my favorite win of that entire season. Wow. Uh, junior year, junior year had to be West Point. West Point kind of sealed the deal for us to get into the playoffs for the first time in 27 years. Uh, also, it kind of gave us the hope, like, okay, we'll have a winning season for the first time in 27 years. Because another thing, it's nothing disrespectful to Crossville, but Crossville's a young program that's building, and I felt like we was very confident and good going into the week after that, after the West Point game against Crossville. So, yeah, that was the win that I kind of felt we had secured for a winning season this year. Uh, I'm gonna say West Point was another big one this year because. Before the season started, when Coach Laws was trying to schedule those non-region games, when he received a phone call from a person up in that area asking if we had number six, who was our playmaker last year, everybody knows him, Reagan Edmondson, he asked if we had him back, and Coach Laws said no, he was a senior, he graduated, he said, okay, we'll play y'all, that's a, that's the only person we're worried about. So when we went up there and beat them 49-21 to 21 on their homecoming, that was kind of like a big, okay, you know, we got more, <laughs> we got more than one dude. I like that. On their homecoming. Favorite game?
7: Uh, I'd say freshman year when I was back at Atville, it was uh, when we beat Boaz under Coach Mitchell. Yeah. That was a big one. It was yeah. a, on it's a, a, a big final, deal. It was. It was, I want to say, 34, 33 or something. I don't remember, I don't really remember. I just remember it was really close. And I was able to get a little bit in that game as a freshman, which was just good for me. And then sophomore year... Um, I didn't really play because I moved during the season, and so I was uneligible. Yeah. This past year is definitely the West Point game. I mean, that was probably that's probably going to be our favorite out of if you ask any of us. That was a crazy game to win. It
1: was really good. So good. I like that story. Hey, we're going to take a quick music break. Not you two, <laughs> but we are on the radio. Hey, stay with us. Come on over to Facebook Live. Where all are we, Stephen? Uh, How many? Well, live? we're
3: on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter, and. Uh, you definitely want to come over there because you're about to see some pictures of these two through the years. Come on! That one of them's mom sent to us, so they have no idea that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I can see that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. it is, so Jonathan. Stick He's around started. for that. We'll get into it uh, coming up. Uh, as I start this song, we're going to be over there. So come on over and join us. I'm looking forward
1: All to right. this.
5: Yeah, <laughs> take us through memory lane, Stephen. You ready for oh, this? Man. Yeah. Are you ready? I know for exactly for this? what picture that is already. Yeah. Hey. Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: Man, that was old school right there. It was like sixth and fifth grade. Yeah. Man,
7: that was wow. when we was playing with the packets and stuff at Jack's.
1: <laughs> Is that the story
5: she was talking about? Yes. yes. How about this one? Uh I think that was the Jake Coke wow. account.
3: Yeah.
1: Wow.
5: Man, that was a
3: long time really ago. Gracious. And and tell me, who's this guy
5: standing between you two? Oh, that's Blake Sims. Very
1: hey. Cool. Big deal. <laughs> when did
5: you meet Blake? Uh Cooper, what was we? Fifth, fourth grade? I going to say it was your fifth grade year. It's my fourth yeah, grade year. Yeah, it was my fifth year, grade went year. To one of was camp. Cooper's fourth grade year. We went to uh we went to one of his camps and uh his younger brother was looking for a drink or something because I mean it was it was hot that day. It was miserable, and uh he was looking for something to drink and there wasn't nothing. So he was about to run the store, and mom was like, "Well, we got a cooler over here with some Gatorades." And she gave him one. Well, after that, he was like, "Do y'all want to go eat?" And uh, mom was like, "Yeah." He said, well, do you Is it okay if my brother and his friend come?" My mom was like, "Who's your brother?" And I just immediately looked at her man Cooper did, and said, "Yes, it's okay that they come." It was. Uh, it ended up being Blake Sims. It was his brother and Christian Jones that also played at Alabama, coming to yeah, eat with us. Yeah.
1: Wow. How was that? Talk about that meal. It
5: was. It was definitely an experience. It was. It was something different. It
7: was cool. To be so young to see, uh, big time college athletes just be able to, like
3: talk to you, be friendly with
7: you. It was. It was really cool.
1: Wow.
3: Speaking of college, I, I hear Jonathan, you got some crazy stories about Nick Saban. What's What's this?
5: Somebody's telling us. Uh, You could share some crazy stories about Coach. Uh, It was it was sophomore year, going into my junior year. I went to uh, Nick Saban's big camp that he puts on every year. Yeah. Well, uh, it was when COVID was a big an issue. Still, kind of like it wasn't huge, like it was, but it was it was still kind of you know around. Everybody was worried about it. Yeah. Uh, I was at his camp, and we was all the camp had just ended. We was all huddled up. Well, he takes his famous little straw hat and he sits it on my head while he's talking. He walks off without it. So I'm thinking, okay, I got to keep this thing. Like I'm gonna go home with this, put it in a frame, and all that. Keep it. Well, here comes a little manager behind. It. You gotta give it back. I was like, why? He gave it to me. <laughs> I didn't take it. Yeah.
1: Wow. wow, that's cool. His manager did that. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I was not happy. That is memorabilia.
5: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't too happy with his manager after that. Yeah, I almost told him you should have gave me a free offer, full ride. All right, Jonathan,
3: <laughs> me and you—we got to talk, bud, because I don't know if you know this or not, but I actually went to West Point, and I hear that you broke our fence. Yeah.
5: Tell me about breaking the fence. I West didn't uh. break the fence. I have a video. <laughs> it's not proof. what your mom said. I have video proof mm-hmm. and evidence that I can pull up. I go, I get like a 15-yard run. I yeah. go out of bounds. I'm standing up. I'm not doing nothing wrong. Three of their players throw me through the fence. <laughs> I did nothing wrong. I can pull that video up. Right yeah, away. do that wow. for us.
1: There we go. <laughs> video <laughs> evidence right? that he yeah. is not guilty.
3: <laughs> he already ran out of bounds and everything. It was a light hit. But, I mean, since I, you went to our field, what did you think about the field? Was it nice? Was, did, did they keep it up? Was it okay field? It was a good field. The grass was a little <laughs> bit high, though. Really? I'm did you see the shrubs it. in the uh, right past the end zone? Uh, They had it like in a WPS West Point, a WPHS. They have it all carved out. Did you see that? Yeah,
1: they Uh, did. Yes, Yes.
3: Cool. Yeah.
1: So I would like to say that he was not at blame for the fence (laughs) being broken. It was the three thugs from your school, Stephen, (laughs) that threw
3: him into the fence. Gotcha. Violently. I'll have to. I'll have to inquire. (laughs) Violently. Give them a stern talking to. You.
1: <laughs> I would also like to say that that's a penalty. That's a hit after the play.
5: They uh they ended up I think all three of them got a personal foul, and then one of they them like, one of them oh, later no. on in the quarter uh, got ejected because he hits a dude like thirty yards behind the yeah. play.
7: They uh, had a bunch of personal. It the fir- that game. The
5: first half was actually really clean in that game. Uh, mm-hmm. it was pretty solid, you know, fair fault game. Technically uh, they bad. hit us. They hit us with some trick plays and stuff to score on. So it was it was a tight game. And then we come out the second half, we receive the opening kickoff. We get flagged for a block in the back, which it it was one of those iffy calls. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, three plays in a row, we only got, like, three or four yards on a play, but ended up getting an 18-yard game because they'd have something stupid happen where they get a personal foul. <laughs> mm. We ended up getting all the way down to, like, our own 12-yard line off of their personal fouls.
2: Mm. Wow.
5: It was yeah. on their
7: home field, but they got a lot of flags that night. They had, yeah. I don't want to say... They had one player get kicked out, and they had one player almost get kicked out. There. I know the ref was talking to him about it. Wow, saying, If you wow. do one more
3: thing. Mm. Wow. you got to understand, there's not much for people to do around West Point. So <laughs> <laughs> we just Steven we just straight up defended him. We beat up <laughs> on each other. Steven's do. like, it's okay because <laughs> they don't have anything else to do. And that was part of the fun of even going to the football games. <laughs> so is there is. Is you're playing your own football game while the game's going on on the field. It's yes. cra- you're just,
5: now, just smearing each other. I it's will awful. say – at West, playing at West Point was yep. like it was a pretty cool atmosphere because yep. like when they scored on the their fir- when their first touchdown of the game, they had this big hill that's like down where the scoreboard is, and up on top of it they had these, god those god awful trucks with that loud exhaust pipe. Oh. They scored and goodness gracious that place erupted <laughs> yes. with them revving up. Yeah. It was it was pretty- Steven. Yeah. Pretty crazy.
1: Stephen. Oh. we need you to account for your people. <laughs> <laughs> you,
3: you have heard my truck, haven't you? So I have one that sounds just like that. That, that explains hard. so much. Wow. Wow. I just have one of those aha moments. Okay. <laughs> that explains yeah.
1: so much. Uh
3: huh. Wow. 15 seconds. You guys want to come back?
1: Yes. All right. All right. We are back with Jonathan and Cooper, and they are more than amazing. And so we're so excited to have you. So let me ask you the funny stuff. Uh, so first, first, your mother posted, "Thank God for moms." <laughs> uh, asked Jonathan and Cooper about their sugar and ketchup packet football teams when they were little. They had been buddies for a long time. What's that? What's that all about? Yeah, there's a picture. Right, so
5: we was Cooper's on the left. I'm guessing. I moved. So. I moved yeah. to Douglas my fourth grade year. So right, that was put Cooper right. in third grade. Yeah. Uh, our dads actually went to high school together, so they knew each other. Nice. Well, one day, you know, I go to practice. Vancouver, kind of meet. We hang out. Well, that weekend, I said the night with him. We both enjoyed football and loved it. So, anytime we'd go out to eat, we'd normally bring football cards. Like, we'd bring 11 for offense, 11 defensive players, and we'd have, like, scrimmages. Like, play each other with them. So, like, say our quarterback threw a pass in our mind. We'd paper, rock, scissors. Whoever won paper, rock, scissors, got the plate. Wow. Well, there'd be times we'd forget cards, so we would take... We'd have eleven sugar packs for offense, eleven sugar packets for defense, and we'd draft like all time players like Deion Sanders, Michael Smith yeah. or Michael Irvin, all them. And we'd play. Same thing, paper rock, scissors, whoever won got the play. So it was kind of like a thing that was we didn't have phones then, so we did that to pass the boredom. I know?
1: think We should turn that into a game and sell it.
7: (laughs) (laughs) We could possibly do that. Gosh, all we know is two little kids throwing around ketchup packets and sugar packets, and we had uh, salt and pepper shakers using them as QBs. Nice. I still remember that.
1: Wow. Genius. I thought that was (laughs) going to be a funny story, and that turned out very much entrepreneurial. Very creative, yes. (laughs) Steven, write that down in my file. <laughs> Things we need to do to oh, make money. Man. I'll add it to the list. Uh, uh, I think my last one would have really made us a lot.
3: But anyway. Uh, TGIF? So the, yes.
1: Okay. Yes. So
3: we have finally gotten past the whole food truck yes. and doing weddings on yes. the food truck thing? Yes. Because <laughs> okay, I, I feel like the TGIF is a legit deal. And as long as we've forgotten about the Wienermobile.
1: No. No. That's never <laughs> forgotten. Okay. It's never forgotten. Gosh. Go on. I want to do the Varsity Radio Show in the Oscar Mayer (laughs) Wintermobile, and Steven says no. He says no, no, because he's a dream killer. I'm (laughs)
3: joking. joking.
1: So anyway, y'all, tell me, uh, tell me guys, about uh, an embarrassing moment that happened to you. It could have been during practice, on the bus, in the locker room. During a football game. I don't care, but tell me about a moment that you will never forget because it was quite embarrassing, so uh,
5: I'll start out.
1: Yeah, come on, John. It was
5: last year. We was playing Pleasant Grove, big five A known team out of Birmingham. Uh it is third quarter at this point. We are down like forty nine to nothing. It was. it wasn't so much that we was playing horrible, it was just they're full of division one athletes and we was Wow. We were still a younger team then. Well, I take and I blitz through the B gap. I'm about to hit their Tennessee commit running back in the backfield for a loss. I'm hopped up in my head. I'm like, all right, I'm about to get a kill shot. This is going to go in my huddle. I'm posting it all over Twitter. Hmm. Out of the peripheral vision of my left eye, I see a tall six foot six, 360 pound figure running at me. Yes, it is. That was Miami commit left or right tackle Inez Cooper pulling. (laughs) He picked me up, and I kid you not, threw me from this side of the room all the way over there, oh. midair. Wow. Horrible. <laughs> horrible experience. I thought I died. What team is this? Pleasant Grove. He's committed to Miami now. He's Our playing for Miami. Miami now.
7: He's playing. Like, actual minutes.
2: Wow.
5: six,
1: six, three.
5: Wow. You two had a bonding.
1: Game. Well, it wasn't bonding. <laughs> it's was like magnetic rejection well
5: my biggest fear was that he was gonna lay on top of me after this play
1: and thank god he didn't yeah he just oh lord we gotta play he's a small dude
5: mm-hmm. yeah six 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 he needs to eat <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's tiny you know, so, so he
1: pulled and walked you out
5: oh yeah yeah he 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 annihilated me murdered yeah, me yeah yeah it, it was okay. it wasn't pretty
1: to be fair He's like three feet taller than you. Oh, yeah. I was, that, I, was, I was at his belly <laughs> button. weighs about oh, 200 yeah. pounds more than you. Oh, so, yeah. Yes, thank God he didn't lay on you. You like, been I, been
5: crippled. I, I was looking at his belly button. You would have been I was, crippled. I thought I was talking to him. Right? And yeah. then I look up and I see another human up there. And I'm like, whoa, wait. Who, who was I talking to?
1: All right, Cooper. We're going to end this segment. Tell us you're funny.
7: Uh, honestly... Since I moved back to Douglas, I don't really get embarrassed that much. And honestly, what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. I ain't going to okay. say much. Okay. But I will say back in my freshman year at Abbottville, we played Florence. We got blown out, but Florence, I still remember their left tackle. I can't remember names, but I remember measurables because they talked about it all week. Left tackle, 6'6", six, six, 320. Left guard, he's only 6'2", but he's 4'15". And I remember his That's first, a whole lot of
1: man right there.
7: That, and the fun thing is, he was a pulling guard. He could move. Well, he, I mean, he he could kind of move, but when he did get moving, he <laughs> not was not like that guy I could. Nah. No, but first play. I mean, this is my freshman year. I didn't know what to do. So uh, I think his first drive, maybe fourth or fifth play, I tried fitting up the uh, tackle, and he just full on cry tossed my head down. So I ended up crawling between his legs. Uh, I want to say I got my hand on the running back's leg and tackled him. But besides that, oh, I was killed that whole game. What about mm. the uh,
5: the Sparkman O-line that didn't speak words? They just barked. Oh.
7: Ah, that was a weird experience. Uh, it was also my freshman year. I was playing on uh, Aberville's defensive line, and, I mean, I was smaller. I was real skinny framed, and you had Sparkman who their average weight and height was, like, probably a good 6'2 and 3-something. I mean, they were huge. They're, I mean, they're still huge now. I mean, this... Spartans a good football team constantly, but they had a good O-line that year. And I mean, they'd make... You know how usually your centers and your guards will make like blitzing calls? They wouldn't eat, talk words. They would just like look at each other and just growl. It was the weirdest experience of my life. It was like <laughs> playing against a bunch of barbarians.
1: <laughs> Did you feel like you were going to die that
7: night? <laughs> no, it's just... I was like, I, I I call Edge. I won't run around them, not through them. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, that was weird.
1: Wow. That's... Terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, that was quite the interview. I enjoyed that. You guys are fantastic. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, I want you to stay here. Uh, We're about to give away a five-person all-day pass to B&B Video Games, which is on the way home. Uh, And I want you all to help me do that. So, hey, we're going to take a quick music break, and we'll be back in a minute.
0: The Varsity
1: Freestyle. This is the time of the day where you get a chance to win a five-person all day past the B&B video games. All you got to do is answer the question. It's that easy. And you know what? If you don't know the answer, we got the answer. And we're like phone a friend, but we have the answer. So all you need to do is call in as soon as I ask this question. Where? And I'm going to give you a hint. Where is the Golden Gate Bridge? Where's the Golden Gate Bridge? Also the home of the Golden State
0: Warriors. Want to win? Call us now at 256-505-0885. All right,
5: Jacob, how you doing, man? I'm um, pretty good.
1: Pretty good. Man, we're so glad that you called in. So, we have three questions. Uh, I believe you have the answer to the first one. If you don't, I'm going to I'm going to guide you through this. It's going to be great. So, question number 1. Where is the Golden Gate Bridge located? San Francisco. San Francisco, California. Very good. Where is the Leaning Tower of Pisa located? It's the origination of pizza. Pizza comes from this country. It's also a type of food that pizza's in. It's called... Starts with an I. Huh? Italy. Yes! Look at you, man. You're a genius. You're so smart, Jacob. I love your brain's... You're so smart. Last but not least, what is the capital of the United States of America? What is the capital city? The president lives there. Washington, D.C. Come on, man. Jacob, you are a winner. You have won a five-person all-day pass to B&B video games. Uh, I would tell you to stay on the line, but I think it's coming home with your brother. So, All right. Hey, we're going to go to some music. You're off of football right now. What are you doing in this off season before you graduate? Uh
5: I'm starting back three days a week instead of just going on the weekends to training at Coach L's and yeah. working out at Wilmore's. Uh also I have baseball season coming up. Uh, I haven't played since freshman year, but I tried out again this year and made the team with our new coach, Coach Redmond. That's another guy I really like. Coach Redmond is he's a younger guy. Uh he played at Alabama A and M. Uh I think he just got out of college like a couple years ago. Nice. But he, he's he's a really good coach and a really good guy. I, I truthfully do like him and think he's gonna be a good benefit for the baseball program at Douglas too.
1: Cooper, how good is your team gonna be this year? In basketball?
7: Yeah. Uh really good. I'm honestly is super excited. I think we have a chance to make a run and win win everything, honestly. I mean I don't think there's a game on our schedule we can't win. As long as we just keep through our to our game and just play as best we could.
1: I like it. I like it. So last year, was it last year they redid your locker room? For football? Basketball. Oh, basketball. Is that uh, true? Yeah.
7: Yeah. we got a nice locker room now. Put in a TV and everything.
1: Wow. You you feel special or? Is that? I do. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
7: they even got us the little uh, glow strip lights you put under the locker and on top of them so mm-hmm. when can turn off the lights. So they're nice. like red and blue and stuff. It's pretty nice.
1: That's super cool. It is. So who did that?
7: Uh... I want to say, I mean, of course, Coach Ball helped with that. But I want to say, I mean, of course, I know parents came in and helped, like yeah. Certain players and I want to say like, I don't know, some program for Douglas. Uh, you want to talk about?
5: I think it was.
7: You know, out football they have the QB club that does the money stuff. Yeah,
5: I, uh I forget who it was. It's, I think it's might have been Coach Lyle's dad. Because I know he helped a lot with our football locker room yeah. that he did. And now, I mean, they're pretty much, they got the same wood lockers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they do. And the LED strips. Your mom is being savage here. Oh, <laughs> I want it,
1: <Jonathan. laughs>
5: Is that West Point? That's the way I did it. <laughs> no.
1: I like it. Okay, uh, jo- Jonathan. He said I wanted Jonathan to make a TikTok with the music. I believe I can fly. New York, <laughs> I said. Your mom's being savage. This, this hilarious. Uh, it's so funny. I don't even know what to say after that. I, t- I took your side though on the fence, just for the record. Oh
5: yeah, yeah. the fence. I mean, I couldn't. They, they were
1: They were being brutal
5: it oh, yeah. It was. It Just was, say it took three guys to take you down. <laughs> there you yeah. go.
7: After the play, too. Yeah, it was like, after the play. He <laughs> yeah. wasn't even noticing it.
5: Sitting there, standing up, and all of a sudden I feel a fence. And see, the part that made it bad is, like, the fence, it didn't hurt or anything. I mean, it's it's a chain-link fence, and it bends and flexes, so it didn't really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But what scared me about it is, as like I feel them starting right. to push me towards it, and I'm getting closer, Thanks, Greg. I look over and uh, our yearbook lady, Miss Beth Chaffin, was standing right on where I was going to hit. So at the last second when they finally shoved me, I dodged her and missed her about that much. It could have been bad. So you were yeah. scared you were going to hurt her. That's, that's what the biggest thing was. I wasn't worried about the fans hurting me.
1: Man. Selfless. <laughs> Minute selfless. 25 to Greg. Minute 25. Yeah. You you just missed the selfless story, Stephen.
3: Yeah, when us a little bit of it there.
1: When Wes, when, when your school... <laughs>
3: Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think of how to how to frame the uh, football, the uh, uh, trucks in, at the top of the hill.
5: Oh, um, you you can't frame it. You just gotta. No. You had it. You would have to be there and hear it. It is crazy. Yeah,
7: they're all lined up, to help out facing the field as soon as they score. All of them is going, <laughs> just
5: popping. Is always. it motivational or it's? I don't know. For the opposing team, it's annoying because <laughs> it is. like there was a couple times they messed up and they would have done something wrong or like we would have did something good, but you would hear the celebration. So they, I guess they thought, okay, we did something good, and you just hear them revving up, and we're like, I guess cheers. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like
7: they're just doing every chance to show off their trucks, yep, pretty much. Yep.
5: <laughs> did they do it when you scored? Uh, they, oh. I think that they did it one time, and it was when. West Point. So, that night, to start the game off, we block a punt and we scored. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the third quarter, they had a high snap over the punter's head. And instead of him letting it go out of bounds, us getting a safety and them getting a kick to us, he throws oh, it yeah. back in bounds. And Cooper ends yeah. up recovering it for a touchdown. Right and they to did face. their exhaust pops. And I was like, he def- they, they definitely do not know what's going on right now. Uh, yep. They do not understand. It's like, this is our moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 We've been waiting all week
5: for this. Yeah, that was funny.
1: Like Steven said, we got one traffic lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> now I do
5: say I do like the way that their field is kind of designed because, yeah. like, you got you go down and you're going down this road. I don't like where they put the away locker room because no. to get back to them, you have to go up a hill that's angled like this. They did mm-hmm. that on purpose. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I do like how their field is like you're going down the road and you look to your left and just down in this hole you got a football field and then you got the stadium running up the hills and you got the back hills yep. set up, front hills set up like
1: Gunnersville, huh? It's a little different it's a
5: little different than gunnersville's uh it's kind of like it looks like it's a college stadium because of the way the hills set up and all yeah. and it makes like, it just
7: look bigger like the atmosphere yes. of it it's right,
5: just, guys it's really cool we got five seconds hitting greg okay
0: now sports analyst greg glasscock
3: yeah we're
1: we're so excited to have greg with us how you doing greg
6: Ray, how are you guys doing today?
1: Man, we are good. We even queued up your music. We're we're hitting on all cylinders. Got some Douglas football players in here with us. So Um anyway, it's a good day. Eagles in the house. Eagles in the house. <laughs> Out of the nest in the house, okay? Anyway <laughs> So Greg, what went down last week? Tell us about that.
6: Well, first round just ended, getting ready for the second round, and, uh, of course, I was out at Fairview, and Gunnersville played a great game offensively and defensively all the way around, and defeating a very good Fairview team. Fairview actually has the second leading rusher in the state, averaging almost 300 a game. Wow. And uh, I don't know how many he got, but we held him in check about as good as you can, I guess, uh. We won that game twenty-four to thirteen, and then um, of course Boaz went on the road and uh, took it on the chin out at uh, at Russellville. So Boaz is done, and the other county team still remaining is Arab as they won easily over East Limestone. So got a couple big games this week with um, Arab and Gunnersville in the second round, both being at home. Uh, A-Rab will play Friday night against Moody, which will be a very interesting game because Moody's quarterback is a transfer from Gunnersville from the last two years that was there, uh, Cole McCarty, so that'll be interesting to see there, and then I don't really know why, but Guntersville's playing Ramsey on Thursday night, so um, tough for those of us that got to get up early on Friday, but anyway, I'll be at- Lee, and Ramsey's kind of our old nemesis. That's who knocked us out last year in the first round, and uh, I'm sure if there were betting odds on the game, I would think Ramsey would be a, a fairly heavy favorite to beat Gunnersville. Um, but you never know. You know, a lot of folks didn't think Gunnersville would get by Fairview. So uh, second season, that's why you play the game. So uh, I do think if Gunnersville plays against Ramsey the way they did against Fairview, I think they've got a good shot. But uh. Ramsey's a very good team, but you know when you get to this time of year, uh, you're expected to play real good teams. So uh, we'll see what happens.
1: Wow, looks like you're going to have a fun week, Greg.
6: Yeah, I'll be tied up, you know, Thursday, and then I'm thinking I'll go out to uh, your stomping ground, ground, Seth, on Friday. Uh, I'll probably try to catch that Arab Moody game, and of course, we also got basketball uh, underway. Uh, the Lady Wildcats actually have already started out two and zero. Uh, they won a couple road games last week. And, uh, so their season's gotten off to a good start. And then, uh, I know several games are this week. I want to say Albertville starts tonight at home. I think Douglas plays, uh, I want to say Thursday and Friday this week. And Boaz plays Friday. So, uh, you know, here we are at the end of football, and basketball's kicking off. So, uh, great time of year for Marshall County sports right now.
1: Fun time,
6: fun time. It is a fun time. So, and, coo- uh, one thing I like mentioned to your guys there in the studio with you, I was really thinking that uh, Douglas could pull off that four seed for the playoffs and defeat So, If I'd have bet on that game, I guess I'd have lost.
5: We played probably the worst game we played all season that game. It was it wasn't it wasn't pretty. I mean they
7: came out and punched us in the mouth. We didn't know what to do to be honest. We started you. our
5: first five possessions inside our own five yard line.
6: We did. It was rough.
5: And it's hard it's hard to do anything offensively when you're in that tight of a box.
6: We just, oh yeah, there's there, there's not many plays in the playbook when you start from your own five yard line. Nope.
1: We watched uh, Bryce Young and- go through that this last week, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> I think that has something to do with uh, <clears throat> Bill O'Brien as well. That that offensive that offense is not it this year. Hey, he agrees with well, me. Well, and I like it.
6: <laughs> like this kid, who probably Boaz uh, played the way that I thought they would maybe play all year. I really thought going into the season, Boaz would be actually one of the best teams in the county, and. uh, of course, I know they had injuries and things happen, just like everybody does. But yeah, that that score really surprised me.
5: Watching Boaz on film, and then you it, you watch you watch the Gunnersville Boaz game, you watch the Arab Boaz game, you watch the Sardis, the Crossville. I mean, because Crossville Crossville broke some big plays on them. Watching it on film, you watch all those games, yeah. you'll think this team is they're they're god awful. And then you go and you watch Douglas versus Boaz. Their defense looks like one of the top ones in the state. Their offense is hitting on all cylinders and I mean we just we could we didn't perform. They hit us in the mouth and we didn't know what to do.
6: Yeah. Mm. Just just one of those games, I guess.
5: It's one of those games you wish you could go back on but you can't.
6: Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well it was still a great year for you guys and I think uh, under the leadership of Coach Lyles, uh I think y'all will do nothing but continue to get better and I wish y'all nothing but the best. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Good stuff, man. I love Greg. I like it when Greg talks to the athletes. That was great. So Greg, and uh, next few weeks, man, we'll be talking basketball.
6: Yeah, I guess when I talk to you guys next week, we'll have a second round recap. Hopefully, we'll still have two teams left in the county. Of course, who knows, we might have none. We'll see how it goes, but regardless, I'll have a recap of football and then uh you know, we'll get cranking on some some basketball. I know. Uh, unless it changes because of the playoffs, I will be at Gunnersville's first game, which for now is scheduled at Albertville next Tuesday. But you know, sometimes with the playoffs, uh, we got quite a few football players playing basketball. So I don't know if that game will move or not. But if not, I'll I'll be there. Uh, I guess I'll be heading that way right after we get off the phone next Tuesday. Wow! And you—that's uh, your favorite, isn't it? Overall, it is, as much as I love both sports, you know, if I had to pick one over the other, you know, it'd be a close race, but I've always loved basketball. Uh, Of course, I enjoy calling both sports, but um, I've always had a passion for basketball.
1: Well, Greg, you always make this show so much better. Thank you so much for giving us your time.
6: Well, you're welcome, and I look forward to talking to you guys next week.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks, Greg.
0: Okay, thanks a lot. The buzzer beater.
1: Alright, that sound lets you know that the show is ending. I know I can hear you crying through the radio. It's okay, we're giving you a digital hug right now. Because we're gonna show you where you can find more comfort by listening to our show. If you go if you wanna find us after the show is over, you can find us on
2: Facebook at the Varsity Radio Show.
5: Instagram Instagram at underscore or at varsity Radio underscore show. I messed that one up. Bye
1: Twitter, bye. it's okay.
3: Uh, at Twitter, at VarsityRadio885. Over on TikTok at varsity Radio Show. And
1: podcasts, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. You can find us anywhere and everywhere after the show's over. Uh, and so we're hoping that our friends to my left, they actually share this tomorrow. So anyway, you'll be immortalized in podcast heaven, whatever that means. <laughs> hey, we want to see you next week. Uh, but before we go there, we want to tell you about the char burger. They're a home of the famous char girl, wildcat burger, Philly cheesesteak and jumbo crispy onion rings. Do you enjoy that burger? Yes, sir. So good. Fills our tummy. is the fuel of the varsity, and then b Video Games, we talked about it. They are the pay-once, play-all-day, 80s-style arcade, uh, and then also they got a video game retail store where they have video games all the way from the Atari, yes, the Atari, all the way to modern games now. That's the b Video Games. Hey, we are so glad. That you came and spent time with us today. And we cannot wait to have you back on 88.5 JFM, the Varsity Radio Show. See you back next week.